You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaron. And this week we are talking about the 40th law. Despise the free lunch. All right, Jaron, will you please translate that law so we can understand? All right. So the translation for this week um, comes from uh, a phrase that I learned uh, kind of recently when I got into my dog training stuff. And uh, that phrase is Nilith. Nilith? Nilith. Okay. And that is... um, what's, what's What does it mean when you... What's the word when you put all the letters together? And it makes like a word. An acronym? Acronym, yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna say antonym or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's an acronym for nothing in life is free. Oh. So basically What's that got to do with dog training? Well, if you will let me finish, I'm about to link the two together. So with I will right, we'll go for with it. dog training. Um basically you you teach your dog nothing is life. Nothing in life is free. So when you feed your dog, you don't just put the bowl down. You're supposed to make them sit um, or make them lay down or do something to get the food. Uh, if he's going to oh. go outside, again, he has to sit at the door and wait until you release him. Every single thing that the dog gets, he has to work for it. So he oh. should always be working for everything. If he if he wants to be petted, uh, again, he has to lay down do something before he gets man. you know that pleasure gotta use that on the kids man uh i absolutely <laughs> used it on my kids nothing in life is free nilith yep all right so a few words from the og robert green himself what is offered for free is dangerous it usually involves either a trick or a hidden obligation what has worth is worth paying for by paying your own way, you stay clear of gratitude, guilt, and deceit. It is also oft excuse me. It is also often wise to pay the full price. There is no cutting corners with excellence. Be lavish with your money and keep it circulating. For generosity is a sign and a magnet for power. Man, Jaron, what I just read right now is straight prophecy. This book came out like 1998. Mm-hmm. And his explanation of despising the free lunch predicted a scenario that happened to me about two years ago. All right. Okay. So check it. One of the big wigs at work held a meeting. He had breakfast burritos served at the meeting. Those burritos were delicious, by the way. I grabbed one. I ate it. I grabbed a second. I was I was munching on it, man. It was great. This is before your pescatarian days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is before my pescatarian so you days. So enjoy all that ago. swine. I was enjo- dude. I was enjoying all the bacon and potatoes and cheese and egg inside of the yep. inside of that burrito. It was delicious, man. 
So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the purpose of this meeting. And he went on and on about continuous improvement projects and how it's clear that we've been trained well. So he was hitting us with the compliments, right? Slapping us with the compliments. He gave examples of projects that we worked on and how much money we saved. <laughs> See, how- I would have been put on red alert as soon as he started coming with those compliments. Right. So I'm I'm already eating though. You know when you go to these meetings, they don't just start. They have you get the food first. And so you're eating, and so I'm sitting there. So it's some red buzzers going off in my head, right? So he's hitting us with the compliments. I'm like, okay, he's kind of buttering us up, right? And so he gave us examples of <laughs> those projects. The first thing I would have been like, oh, my God, I'm about to be laid off. <laughs> <laughs> and he talked about the money that we had saved and how we benefited the company and everything. And while he's explaining, I'm eating. I'm like, man, this is good. I'm eating good, right? Then he hit us with the true purpose of the meeting. He was looking for volunteers for us to mentor new trainees. And I'm thinking like, man, I don't have time to be training anybody. I'm, I'm way too busy for that. So then he hit us with the line. And this was the piss off, dude. This is the piss off. He hit us with the line. <laughs> there's, a, there's no such thing as a free breakfast, huh? <laughs> and I'm pissed now dog i am pissed as you have this free breakfast in your mouth yeah because i'm eating on this burrito and he played me i don't like being played dog and he played me and then he he pushed it in my face by saying <laughs> you know he had this stupid little laugh it's no such thing as a free breakfast huh <laughs> but this and then th- he made some other he made some other comment about how you know why do you think we have breakfast here guys you know he was really throwing it at us so it's the boss i mean did he really need that in order to kind of encourage people to do it like when you well, already so, feel pressured not really he he's he's a director status okay okay so he's not like direct boss he's like boss's boss yeah and so yeah. I, I didn't i didn't really feel pressured per se and actually he actually he wasn't my direct boss so, um, no, he, he wasn't my boss. He was some of the people's bosses in there. He was some of the people's boss's boss, but he wasn't my boss's boss. Needless to say, I didn't feel pressured at all walking in that room. Uh, you should have just then enjoyed they proceeded the, to, the meal then. No, nah, man. Then they proceeded to go around a room and ask each group. So, which, 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 uh, or ask each person, which group are you signing up for to mentor? And he basically went around the room until everybody signed up. Oh, I would have slid out was, and went to the bathroom and just never came back. Nah, man, nah, man. That we were all sitting there and it was all clear. You saw everybody. And they tried to make it like it was a secret ballot thing. Like, they tried to make it like, all right, you put your name in this hat, you know, or in this box and tell who you're going to mentor. But the funny thing was is when they didn't see everybody's name, they went after the meeting and called other people. So needless to say, that free food was a trap. And I didn't know that it was a trap when I walked in. And I will honestly say that while I was sitting there, I did feel obligated because I'm sitting there and I accepted this gift and now I owe some work. Hmm. And it, it made me feel really weird. Like, how am I going to say no now? And I sat here and I listened to your whole spiel. I took part in the meeting. So anyway, prophecy, man. Shout out to the OG. <laughs> now, 
in the actual book, he the OG went straight into money and power, okay? And the OG says that with power, everything must be judged by cost and everything has a price. If it's free, it comes with a psychological price tag and complicated feelings of obligation. And although this work situation was work situation was a total setup, at the moment I did feel obligated to participate. So, see, and this is where I began to have problems with this. I do believe services can be given for free. And this is how I used to do it. And this is why I used to do it. So with my photography, sometimes I would work with someone and they'll be like, well, I don't have this much money, blah, 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 blah to pay. And I'm like, okay. I might, you know, I might have seen a reason for me to work with them. You know, maybe like their clothing line is good or whatever. They did good work on with the, with whatever, you know, their thing was. Mm-hmm. And so I learned, I can't remember where I learned this, probably from some message board or something. But somebody said that they'd rather work for free than cut their cost. <coughs> because basically... If you if you do the work for less than what you normally charge, that kind of sets the precedent that this is what you're worth. So oh, definitely. So say if I get that cheap price, right? I don't want to ever pay the full price ever, right? And so, however, if you say, you know what, I'll do this for free. It's normally worth one thousand dollars, but I'm gonna go ahead and do this for you at no charge today now they're not gonna think like oh he's the free photographer he's gonna they're gonna think he's the thousand dollar photographer that gave me this job for free this deal yep okay so so and it's not necessarily in in that way it's it's not even a a thing of um, i want something out of it um or like in the future like they owe me because right then I'm going to get something out of it because I I offered this because I felt like whatever this project is, it's going to be worth more in the future. Like maybe okay. it's something for my portfolio. Maybe it's something for a magazine and I get my name out there. Whatever it was, you know, it, it made it worth it for me right then. I didn't do this free job and then expect it for them to come back and owe me one. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily about owing me one either, ever. It was more about just kind of building those relationships and like, so yeah, maybe I did do something for them and it was a great shoot. You know, they'll kick something to me maybe later, who knows, but it wasn't about that though. But still, you wanted something and you got what you you got what you wanted ultimately out the deal. I wanted something, but they weren't in debt. Like the way the way this law um, was put in, it was like, you're going to owe this person. Like people don't genuinely do things for free. I mean, think about like interns. I mean, interns. But see, but you, you still you still had. Okay, so you didn't you did it for free, right? But the reason that you did it for free was not because you wanted to help them out. It's because you didn't want to diminish 
what you didn't want to diminish your brand by charging less and creating a, a precedent. Correct. So you you did want something from them. You wanted them to tout that this photographer is worth this amount, and I didn't get it for cheaper at all. So you and well, it's and, not for them to tout it. It's just simply letting them know that this work isn't. You know, this isn't. I'm not the cheap person, and that you're getting quality work, even though you didn't pay anything. Gotcha. Okay. I can see that. I mean, it could be like even like a, a wedding situation or something where I don't have the opportunity to work with them in the future. So, again, maybe it's just like a dope couple who has like really good uh, locations or whatever. Uh huh. Then, yeah, I mean, I can I mean, they can just not pay anything. I'm getting something from my portfolio at the very least. Right. But you but you're getting okay. But you're but, letting that slide but they, you're getting some huh? You're getting some for free too though because they paid for a location. You No, I'm not I'm not I'm not No, 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 no. I'm they're not paying for a location for me. They're paying for a location for their wedding. I'm just taking pictures. I, right, right. I'm saying but you don't have to pay that cost though. I would never have to pay that cost. Wedding. I wouldn't have to pay that okay. cost anyway. Right, I know, but since you want to use it for your portfolio, like if you wanted to go take those pictures, some if you wanted to take those pictures, like say you wanted to put your family in a specific location, uh, are you saying like is this at the park or something and it's automatically free? No. For example, I had a friend who was getting married in Las Vegas. Okay. And instead of like, like I didn't charge them like you know like hey you like we fly out to vegas take the pictures you pay you know the regular wedding price gotcha the deal was you just fly me out i'll take the pictures we'll present you with whatever but the cool thing about it was it was vegas and i mean for me it's a free trip to vegas but it's also really cool pictures that i would never have you know for the wedding portfolio Got it. Okay. And of course, I didn't, you know, like I didn't, it's, it's not like they paid for the location of Vegas, obviously. Right, right. So we got it. So you, you didn't charge me for it. All right, we got that. <laughs> oh, oh, that was you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where was we now? All right. So don't take the discount. If you pay full price for it, whatever it is, you pay for your independence so you don't have to owe anybody or need to feel like you owe anybody back. And so in my example, they use strategic generosity. My my boss's boss or those bosses, bosses, whoever mm-hmm. he was, that big wig used strategic generosity. He gave breakfast, which was a small price, and he was about to ask for a whole lot of free time from people. Right. So OG was telling us that you can use a tactic. You can use this as a tactic by giving gifts to soften people up and you give those gifts and we'll call them opponents right because this is the game of power so you give the gift to your opponent your opposition the person that you want something from uh you give them a gift and it'll soften them up and i want to just give a top tip from the corporate streets ladies when you in a club 
Just know that guys are using this tactic all the time. Those drinks aren't truly free, okay? They want your time. They want to dance. They want to get to know you better. They want a phone number. Okay. So, actually, don't get that confused. And um, actually, I put this kind of, I kind of put this in play. Uh, I did this along with another law that we had previously. Uh, I told you about this, TJ, about with my supervisor. We ha- I got a new supervisor. And um, I was going to have my anniversary luncheon. And she was just kind of coming into the group that around the same time. And I was like, hey, you know, do you want to come to uh, this anniversary luncheon with me? And, you know, she had something to do. She couldn't come. But I felt like just that offer was putting me in a good position. It was kind of, you know, giving her good thoughts about me. Right. And I feel like it may have already paid off. So actually. Already, huh? Yeah. So uh, this is just in a matter of a couple of weeks. And so um, actually yesterday I thought I had the day off. It was a day after uh, after the fourth. So I yeah. thought I had the day off. And it turns out that I looked at the schedule wrong. I actually did not have the day off. And so she had called me that morning saying, like, hey, you uh, supposed to be, in, you know, supposed to be at work today. I'm like, oh, well, sorry, I messed up. I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not coming. And um, she was like, OK, we'll talk about it when you get back. And so today I went in and she pulled me into the meeting room and she's like, OK, so, you know, um, I talked to you know, her, she talked to her boss about it and they agreed to go ahead and give me that day. Uh, let me take vacation for that day. Oh, nice. So maybe she wouldn't have done that if like what reason would she had to do that if, you know, because we really haven't had any real conversations yet or anything. There's no background. There's no past or history that we have together. The only thing I could think of is maybe that little uh, what's it called the olive branch maybe you know that offer was all that was needed to make okay. her feel like she was in debt and maybe you know to pay me back maybe she thought I was a good guy maybe she was like hey he did at least offer me to take me to this thing you know I got him next time that he needs me alright well that's good if that paid off that way that was pretty quick too right Oh yeah, it was Couple like weeks. instant. Yeah, instant. So now we're going karma. on to the next topic. Oh my bad. Go ahead. I was just saying it was instant karma. Okay, <laughs> instant karma. Now we're going on to the next topic, which is the greedy fish. These people are all about the bottom line. They will walk over, step over whoever they need to to get what they want. These people deal more with numbers. They're not very sociable. The OG says avoid these people before they exploit you. Or play to their greed for your benefit. So you got two options. Stay away from them or play to their greedy ways. And I don't know why, although this book was written in 1998, I feel like he's talking about Donald Trump. <laughs> the greed, the trampling over people or whom or whomever is in a way to get what he wants. The dealing specifically with the bottom line and the, and the numbers sounds a lot like old Prez, the POTUS. Trumpito. <laughs> Trumpito, the Trumpinator. Next is the bargain demon. The OG explains that 
powerful people judge everything based on what it costs not just the money though you got to include the time you got to include dignity and a peace of mind and the thing is bargain demons do not have this ability okay these are the types of people who spend a lot of time looking for deals stressing over how they couldn't have gotten how they could have gotten things for less and the first example that popped into my head is gas you ever seen a person drive clear across town so they can save five cents a gallon have you ever seen that yeah i've heard of people doing that you heard of people doing that think about this now if you have a 10 gallon tank okay and most cars are between 10 and 20 gallons a 10 gallon tank if you save five cents a gallon you save 50 cents let's say you got the big truck let's say you got you an explorer okay you got you you got you an explorer or something like that or, or a rav4 no not a rav4 what's what's the what's the uh toyota in this class oh a highlander highland highlander okay. got you a toyota highlander right or or minivan okay you got a 20 gallon tank five cents a gallon you've just saved yourself a dollar so you driven way across town okay you put extra wear and tear on your car your tires are ran more your oil extra mileage all that to save a dollar plus the time you spent it's not worth it no not at all i mean and plus like then like like you said it's not even just the tangible stuff it's also like the stress that that you might have to go through just to get to wherever you're trying to go yeah being in the traffic right, right. you might be in a stop and go traffic somebody might hit your car from the stop and go traffic because you want to go across town when there's a gas station across the street i actually used to do this with uh grocery ads though man i'm i am i was a bargain demon going to different stores to get different sales and at the time i didn't realize how much time i was spending i was a low-key i was a bargain demon man i think it's okay if you have the time though if you have the time to commit to this kind of thing um i i used to do the same thing with groceries um i used to feed my dog uh, a raw diet so you would kind of have to go you couldn't just go to the local grocery store necessarily you might have to go to another one kind of further out to get like the really good deals but i had the time to do it you know i I allotted the time to do it so it was but i guess it was worth it for me for that i guess the question is though like what so yeah if you have the time to do it fine go ahead and do it but putting yourself in a power position couldn't your time be spent better elsewhere and this it sounds like you 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 save money go to a record Huh? You're saving money in a case of groceries. I mean, if, especially if you're buying a lot. I mean, you're saving a lot of money. At least for me, that's what the case was. It was it was a tremendous saving. Oh, okay. Tremendous. Well, that's a big deal. I know I do look at life as two important factors, time and money. Either you have the money to pay or you have the time to do it. So if you need those brakes changed, you either have $400 to go pay to get it done or you got the time to learn how to do it yourself and do it yourself and save yourself. So yeah. in this case, you have more time to drive out to those other stores to save you that money. Yeah. And as far as like the bargain demon thing, um, it made me think of it was this uh, that video you sent about uh, things that poor people do. Uh huh. And they said poor people buy like uh, clothes on clearance or things that are for sale. Mm -hmm. And basically that they're not 
the clothes that rich people wanted. You're basically buying their leftovers or something like that or stuff they don't mm-hmm. want to wear anymore. <coughs> and I I mean, first of all, that especially that part of the video, like I didn't really agree with. But I thought it was worth noting that you know, they talked about or OGRG talked about bargain demons and uh the authors of that video thought that bargain demons are bad as well gotcha and just to preface that really quick the the video the video was giving 10 things that that poor people do that that rich people don't from the perspective of whoever made this whoever made the video and uh, i don't remember the name I i will tell you guys but i don't remember but anyway the point that they were trying to make was that uh if you go to the sales rack and you're buying your clothes on sale, maybe you're not putting your best foot forward by getting the nicest clothing. You're not a standout. You're getting the same clothes that everybody else is getting versus going and paying full price for something that many people won't buy. And so that was their perspective on that. Now, where were we? We just did bargain right. demons. We just did the bargain demons, right? Uh, oh, and in, in, in talking about bargain demons too, it wasn't just about paying uh, the cheaper price to to uh, to get what you want, like gas, you know, saving a few cents. It was also talking about if you buying like actual goods or services, looking for the cheaper good or service, and when you pay the full price or you pay for the for the uh, for the item that has a good that has good quality. What you're buying is a peace of mind for not having to return it. So if you get cheap toys from the dollar store, you know your kids are going to break those sooner. If you buy a cheaper camera or that knockoff Apple Watch from China, it's likely to break sooner and not work as advertised because you were looking for the bargain. Or again, with photography, um, the times where somebody would, you know, have me uh, do like, say, a wedding at a cheaper cost that I really wanted, didn't want to. Some of those times I might not be too encouraged to work as hard as I normally would. Mm, that's true. You're giving somebody a bargain. It's like, well, they're not paying me for a thousand dollars worth of work. I'm going to take something away. Me. Yeah, they're paying me for three hundred dollars worth of work. You're not going to give them your thousand dollars self if right. they're only paying three hundred dollars. So when you get that Groupon and you go to whatever company or get whatever service, you're not always going to get the premier service. Right, because you they know you're coming in there on a discount. <laughs> yep. Okay, yeah. So OG also tells us to beware of bargain demons because their thought process is contagious, and they'll have you wasting a bunch of time and energy to save that fifty cents on that gas. Okay. Next is the sadist. Now the OG says that these people play power games with their money, and they feel like they can mis- mistreat you because they paid you. It's the financial they- sadist. Yeah, financial sadist. Yes, that is correct. Because it could be another type of sadist. Yeah. <laughs> the financial sadist. If they owe you money, they might play around with the payment of the money. Tell you, hey, man, check's in the pipeline, man. It's caught up in the pipeline. I, I promise. I put it in the mail. It's like, man, why don't you just Venmo me? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you just send it? Why don't you just transfer it to me? Uh, if they're doing work for you, they micromanage the job and nothing is good enough for them. 
That's that's the financial sadist. <laughs> and OG says, if you find yourself dealing with this type, just take that L, man. Cut the ties. It may be easier than to deal with their power games. It happened to me. So. It definitely happened to me. Again, with photography, there was this guy who hit me up. Um, I feel like he... I did a shoot for him. I can't even remember what the shoot was for, but I remember he had like a really nice house and um, he had like some nice cars and stuff. I, I feel like he might have some like a clothing company or something, maybe. I don't really remember, but he later then had me do another shoot for him and he's supposed to pay, you know, X amount of dollars, did the shoot. And he was like, all right, I'm going to out of town. You know, I'll hit you back when I when I get when I get back. I'm like, oh man, because he was—he was all—he was all wanting me to like rush to get him the pictures. He was like, we're going out to this place. I need to promote this model. You know, if you can send me those pictures, you know, I'll—I'll pay you when I when you when I get back. Of course, he gets back. Never hear from him again. I keep calling him and he's not answering and whatever, whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, he just screwed me over. But I could pursue this if I wanted. But it's probably not even worth the time and the energy. The shoot really wasn't even that good. No way. And the money. Oh, so you actually, you actually did this. You, you cut your losses. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I ended up cutting my losses. Um, oh, wow. I figured it wasn't worth it, you know, to even pursue anything on this. And this guy is pretty much disappeared off the earth. To, you know his his clothing line failed and I mean I guess karma got him but I cut my losses and uh, let him go there you have it actually in um, <clears throat> I think it's what was his, what was his name Red I forget his name on Friday but oh boy should have cut his losses about that bike but he had to go oh, to yeah. Debo and say hey man um you know, I, I was wondering if you had my bike still. Right. And Devo hit him with what bike? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, man, I wouldn't even be tripping, man. You know I wouldn't trip. But who was it? Was his grandma? His grandma wanted to know where his bike his was? Father. His father was standing there. Oh, okay. He told him you shouldn't even be messing with these people. <laughs> <laughs> so he got knocked out by Devo when he should have just cut his losses on that bike. Yeah, man. All right, the indiscriminate giver. Now, the OG spoke about generosity and its effect on people. We talked about that a moment ago. And we know that generosity softens people up, according to OG Robert Greene. He talks about using this generosity strategically. Now, indiscriminate givers, they don't know how to be strategic with their generosity because they're giving to be loved and admired. If you give everything to everyone, you have a hard time making people feel special. So the OG warns us uh, that if you get involved with this type, you might find out that they're too needy. So these are people that are given to everyone. They're given everything they have. And it sounds like a good thing. I mean, they'll give their absolute last. But when they're giving, they're actually going to want that emotional I was gonna connection. I going to say, I think that's some type of codependency thing. I forget. I've read about this before. But basically, that's the way they find happiness is by like they have to give um, or do acts of kindness and they just constantly are doing things but it's kind of overboard with the acts of kindness right. mm-hmm. 
So you got to watch out for those types because they might string you in. They might reel you in and expect you to deal with their neediness. OG did a quick piece on sudden wealth. He spoke about people who get wealth or success too quickly without working for it. Okay, so these people tend to believe that it's easy to get that money back and they don't respect the gains, man. They don't respect the gains. These people often become greedy. They don't respect the game of power, nor do they know how to maneuver with the power that they have. And a lot of times these people end up losing it all. So think about lottery winners, right? They get that money. I think they said something like 70% of people file bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, MC Hammer, he got his pretty quick. He lost like 33 mil, 30, 33, something like that. Jay-Z lost 92 bricks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 92 bricks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I believe that story. Hey, Jay said it. You don't believe Jay-Z? Hey, man. Hey. He say believe uh what he say half of what you see and none of what you hear even if it's bad by him all right <laughs> so uh, athletes they get it quick I mean although they work really hard to get to the league whatever league it is they get it quick and some of them lose it pretty quickly too uh this uh, the new rapper designer he had commercial success super fast with that song Panda didn't do many interviews. Now that he's then cooled off, he's seeking to do interviews and go that conventional route, trying to work his work his music. And people in the industry feel some kind of way about it. They're asking, like, why are you coming around now? You didn't come around when your song was hot, you know? And by the so, way, uh, that Jay-Z line, he said lost 92 rigs, had to fall back. That was from uh, Blueprint. Yeah, Never Blueprint 1. Yeah. So. You don't believe that, huh? Yeah, song. Huh? There's people. There's people who's corroborating this story, though. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Ninety-two bricks. That's a lot, man. OG says, with death as the exception, no lasting change of fortune comes quickly. You know so. what? And and speaking of that, the as far as no fortune um, or fame comes quickly, that's again, like you said, with designer. Like, think about all the one-hit wonders. They normally get that one hit right off the jump, right off the jump. Uh, Joe Budden was like that with that pump, pump it up. Um, like you said, designer with Panda. They didn't slowly, tag team back. Again. They didn't slowly build, you know, their 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 fan base off of right. their music and their talent. They got their fame and gratification straight off of one banger. And that was it. But just as quickly as that song came, their fame and fortune all goes. So, Trinidad James, whoo, yeah, you get yeah, that. Me. that that's a, it's a curse getting that uh, that fortune right off the right, like right out the gate. Then you take a guy like Luda, who he grinded oh, yeah. track after track, yeah. album after album, and he's well, like even one from of the his most radio, from his radio time and everything, and right. He definitely had a slow grind, slow yeah. build. DJ Khaled. So that means maybe maybe we can make it too then because we didn't get instant success. <laughs> we 40 weeks in this joint. Yeah, we grinded. We've been putting that, um, putting that weed in these bags for 40 weeks now. There you go. We've been we've been bagging up this bagging up this dope, this power dope all this time, man. And it's moving slow too. 
we got to pick we it up. Putting in our work, though, you know. <laughs> like I said, you got to start somewhere, man. Put that. You got to learn. Put that weed in the bag first before you start making all that <laughs> moving, moving weight. Right. So OG says, make power to go, and the money will find its way to you. All right. So don't be trying to make money to go. Find a way that you can make the quick buck. You want to make power to go, and the money is gonna find its way. The powerful have to exude magnificence not pettiness okay and OGRG explains that money will display those true colors are you magnificent or are you petty when you get to the money or when you get power it'll bring out those true colors you got to think about it man I said it a hundred thousand times on on this podcast and the power cast perception is everything so you don't want to be the penny pincher you don't want to be the coin counter you need to be generous and ensure you give off a generous vibe alright and OG also reminded us that giving a gift versus putting your hand out suggests that you and a person are equals you and that other person and he's talked about this in previous laws don't go don't don't go putting your hand out all right and don't go expecting things in return all overt right you want to be covert with it you want to give a gift that shows that hey man me and you on the same playing field all right does it or does it show that you think you're some people might be like oh you think you're better than me Oh, and that's another thing too. He actually I'm glad you said that. He actually said that it it shows that either you're on the same playing field or you are the superior. That that is true. And certain people is going to get offended that by that. So, depending on who it is, people might get offended by that. That could happen. You are right about that. Now, gifts also imply that the receiver is indebted to the giver. They feel like they owe you one. It's like, "Man, this dude just got me this this brand new such and such." Man, I, I got I gotta look out for him. I got I gotta take care of him. And actually, this might you know this might be a reverse power play from uh since this is a game from your boss. So you offered your boss that generosity. You had a little screw up. She turned around and threw that generosity right back at you. Say yo, don't worry about that day. And maybe she's buying her way into you know you appreciating or liking her or you giving her some good pub. Some of that good publicity. Yeah, good man. Could definitely be that. OG, yep. OG even went on a limb and talked about that his logic doesn't change with friends. All right, even if they don't do it consciously, he said this is just how it works. So even when you give your friends a gift, maybe they're thinking they should, you know, they should be able to get something in return. And it's hard to say that everybody that I give something to that I expect something back for them from them because I don't feel like I'm doing that, right? But is I think that it's pretty human that if you if you give somebody something that you expect to get help or favors back from that person that you supported time and time again. So if you have a friend that you looked out for multiple times, multiple occasions, when you're in a bind, you expect that friend to be able to do the same for you. If they're able. If they're able, right. So I might give a gift to Jaren. It doesn't mean that I expect something in return for that gift. However, since we're friends, I do expect him to be there for me in my time of need as I would do my best to be there for him. Mm-hmm. So subconsciously. Giving, giving should be selfless. Um, giving, you should, that's why I guess I say you should give without 
expecting things in return because maybe maybe you do give somebody something and they never pay you back i mean that's kind of the risk you have to take sometimes that is it's definitely the risk and i know if i'm giving something somebody like a loan or or some type of help i do it with the expectation that they won't even be able to give it back if i feel like i need it back i usually won't give it like we had we had a friend that used to take 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 and you know i guess we learned and we were we were in high school and that was just part of a learning experience that you know we should never expect much from that guy he was just a taker we gave but we learned you know the lesson was learned that you know you have to give and not expect anything back okay according to the OGRG powerful people give freely buying influence and not things Mm -hmm. and in this case influence is synonymous with power if you have influence you can get what you want when you want it which is basically the meaning of power that's what the the mafia guys used to do (laughs) yeah that's that's when people are giving out turkeys yeah on on thanksgiving when your boy nino brown was giving out those turkeys yeah yeah. he was buying himself some influence in new jack city absolutely when cash money was giving out them turkeys (laughs) in louisiana they was trying to buy influence instead of buy. they bought a lot of things too but in that time they were buying influence if you're outside of the circle or you're new to the circle be generous and give freely as your way in according to the og gifts are a sign of love and approval and it's an emotional connection so recipients usually can't help but open themselves to the giver especially when the giver is of authority so you can use this tactic we use it sparingly because you don't want it to get oh you don't want it to be expected so if i go to work and i give team members donuts or i cook them something or i go buy them something and bring food i'm buying influence at the time instead of buying things people are like wow that tj he's a really nice guy he's really cool but if and if i do it sparingly people would appreciate it generally but if i bring those cookies in every week every tuesday eventually somebody's gonna be like hey man it's tuesday tj what what are cookies at man i didn't i didn't eat because i was expecting those cookies to be here where they at yeah so. i'm gonna have to disagree with this one because i mean when they come through with those donuts it's always right on time it's always on the day <laughs> where you forgot your breakfast or whatever or, yeah that's so. that's if it's used sparingly no, but if they if, you, if you're bringing those donuts every single week hey. i'm telling you the second time you forget to bring those donuts joseph from the other department is gonna be asking you hey man uh what, what'd you do with the i don't donuts, think you, don't don't bring them as a, on a schedule but definitely bring them often because <laughs> <laughs> you can never have bring too many donuts yeah so if you work where jaron works just bring that man donuts okay and bring them often <laughs> he's gonna appreciate them every single time yep influence is up there <laughs> yeah um also, you want the you want the gift to be sentimental, not meaningless. So don't just go buy some meaningless item. If you want to use this as a tactic, you got to buy something that's going to hit home with the people. OK, so if you know your person likes Willie Nelson, you buy them a Willie Nelson coffee mug. OK, you don't go buy them a designer coffee cup where you just whip designer out designer being the rapper where you just where <laughs> you just whip out Willie Nelson from. 
I don't know why Willie Nelson popped in my head, man. <laughs> I don't know any of that, guys. Yeah, well, you just got Willie Nelson on the mind, okay? I don't know. What as soon as I start making the example, that's the name that came in my head, man. So that's, what, that's dude. What that means he' about to die. There's no reason for you to for you to have thought of him. Like something was Yo, put into bro, you. I don't kill people. Off something was thoughts. put into you. you He's dying about? in 2017. You said it on this podcast the police are looking for you now. I'm just saying. I'm right. saying to Willie Nelson, you just killed him off. Gifts are more effective if they touch an emotion in the receiver. So if you know a person likes candles, buy them candles. Okay? Don't go buy them a doorknob because that doorknob is not going to be meaningful in any kind of way. They like candles, not doorknobs. Or if they like candles, don't buy them a Willie Nelson CD. There you go. But they might like Willie Nelson too, and they might light the candle and listen to Willie Nelson. Nah, the man, they just into candles. Not Willie Nelson. <laughs> you can't be into both. You gotta pick one or the other. One or the other. Okay. The OG told us many laws ago that we need to guard our reputations, right? So we don't want to throw our, our reputation away by being a cheapskate. So insisting to pay lower cost is making you a cheapskate. Pay the prices listed. Don't go walking around asking for deals and bargains everywhere you go. It's damaging to the rep. All right. So if you're a powerful person, if you two chains walking around, you can't be walking around asking people, yo, can I get your employee discount? That's going to be damaging to the rep. Okay. Or if you two chains. Save your reputation. Or if you two chains, you can't be getting the OVO Jordans and the Yeezys at retail. Hey, man. As long as he didn't ask for a discount, he's good. <laughs> Still don't know how he did now, that. Uh-huh. So I still don't know how he pulled that off. Yeah, man. He's there you go. He's got that power. He's powerful. And for the reverso, the OG says that the powerful never forget what is free or excuse me, what is offered as free is a trick. So powerful people never forget this. If it's free, it's a trick. People will offer generosity and turn around looking for repayment at a higher magnitude. So pay the full price. Don't accept the free lunch. But on the flip side, though, you can use that free lunch to your benefit. So if you got a goal or a project, you want to bait your opponent with that free lunch or that easy money because humans are naturally lazy. Man, if I can get it for free, I'm trying to get it for the free. And that's just a humanistic way to be, man. That's just the human race. It's just how we are. OK. Yeah. And I have to so. I have to point out that this was the most awkward reversal so far it was like it was. 20 minutes left like <laughs> <laughs> like he, he did the reversal there was like 20 minutes left on the on the on the uh on the law so yeah but we're not gonna give y'all 20 minutes of a reversal he did say that people use this tactic all the time and the thing that popped into my mind is like people who do those seminars about how to flip houses or how to be a successful entrepreneur or those multi-level marketing schemes. You buy into their program. They give you a bunch of information. Usually you can't even use the information, but they got the cash, though. So nothing is free. Actually, I just kind of fell for this on Jay-Z's latest album, 444. Sprint said, look, we're going to give you the album for free. All we need is your email address. We got to send you a link. And so I left in my email and that's probably so they can spam my email with offers from Sprint. 
And all you have to do is click that unsubscribe and that's all over. <laughs> that's true. But you know what? You can't spam me because I gave them my spam email. So, haha, Sprint, joke's on you. <laughs> right. I didn't give you my real email. I gave you the spam box. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we encourage you to go and get your own copy of the Sir Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. You can get the audio book like we've been listening to or that we've been listening to for 40 weeks now, by the way. Or you can get the regular hardback version, which will probably take us another 40 weeks to read. So shout out to uh, (laughs) shout out to technology. Right. And you know Robert Green needs your support. Um, he's always trying to ball out on us. And I heard that he recently noticed a lot of people getting into the hat game, like Pharrell okay. and Future and Johnny Depp. Yeah. So he went out and got a straw hat and had it woven using the actual straw from the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. Oh man! Like the original Wizard of Oz. That must have cost him a fortune. Yeah. So he needs your support. Go buy the book. And just because you go and get the OG Robert Greene's book, doesn't mean you don't need us anymore, man. You still got to listen to us. Just like because you listen to us, doesn't mean you don't need to go get his book. Okay. We compliment the OG Robert Greene. Robert Greene is like a pair of cognac colored. Alan Edmund strands and we are like we're like the shoehorn okay we help you put those shoes on and keep them all nice we compliment what what, what Robert Green has going on yeah he's I think he's more like like the Amazon Fire TV and we're like Cody nice we make it worth there's it there's no better compliment <laughs> yeah man we make it worth it cause I don't think I have an Amazon Fire TV if it wasn't for Cody. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, if you have any questions, you want to discuss any of the laws, you can reach out to us. We um, have our email address, which is the corporate streets um, at gmail.com. That's the corporate streets with a Z at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and the Twitters. And next week we have law 41. And that is avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. Oh, man, that's common sense. (laughs) You want to block that if you can. Yeah, definitely. All right. And so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast for people that say, Takayori Takai Mono Wanai. What in the world? What are you talking about, bro? Takayori Taki Mono Wanai. Nah, man. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's Japanese for nothing is more costly than giving something free of charge. Peace. Oh, nice. I was going to say Japanese, too. I should have just said that, but I don't know what in the world you were talking about. All right, y'all. Peace. Enrichment and goal attainment.
thank you for listening to the Corporate Streets, 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 the